0: Coming to you from my basement in beautiful Chicago, I am your host, Amanda Costner. This is LuzCast, and we are recapping Season 1, Episode 5 of Amazon Prime's A League of Their Own. Nobody tell Shirley about this podcast. It's really queer, okay? Uh, Of course, I can't do this on my own. With me tonight, we have... The return of the dream team! The very (laughs) talented board game design queen and my wife Ro. Ro. (laughs) Hey. And we are also joined by the amazing and talented board game winner, Queen Mika! (laughs) Ooh, you can't beat me at any board game. (laughs) It's true. Ro, we heard from you a bit about how you were finding the series in the episode 1 recap we did. Nika, how have you been finding the show up to this point?
1: Um, you know what? I I know I'm coming on everybody's like she's going to hate this show also. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hater.
1: <laughs> but I uh I find the show really good, kind of refreshing, super binge like binge worthy like It doesn't really leave on like a cliffhanger per se, but it always leaves me wanting to watch the next episode.
0: Well said. Well, the last episode I thought was a literal cliffhanger. Episode four coming in, because coming into this, we just pick right up uh, in the middle of the scene with Max Max and Carson. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I mean, let's jump to it then. Uh, Speaking of, Like I said, we pick up right where we left off from episode four with Max and Carson, and they go back to a place Max played ball at where she was a kid. She tells Carson she needs to hit off of her. Did you notice that smile Max gives after her first pitch? She's like, "Ooh, okay. I still got it.
1: Yeah, I think it was a little bit of a confidence boost uh, in the last episode, um, you know, her confidence got destroyed. She, you know, she thought she was a good player and, you know, not to say that she isn't, but, um, choking up there on the, on the mound, you know, can't be good for, you know, a, a woman who's told that she's not good enough to play with the men, right?
0: No. And, you know, this is getting a little ahead of ourselves, but, they kind of specifically mention this term that is frequently used in golf in my sport, uh, the yips. They actually refer to her getting the yips, which I wonder if that explains that last wild pitch she throws because the yips is like a physical manifestation of a psychological problem. Uh, I struggled with it myself. But, yeah, the confidence is everything. If she can get her confidence back, she can absolutely – solve you know go back out there and do better it seems that's the story we're being told
1: that that's interesting cause i assume they like or that uh shaw made that up so the yips is like an actual thing yeah. that is yeah used sports terminology
2: yeah it
0: is and uh ro do you do you know something about that
2: yeah yeah actually i, I do um uh, because it's, um, it's actually, um, yeah, just as, as Amanda said, it's kind of So connected weird to have to you your... say
0: Amanda and not <laughs> my wife or
2: baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're
1: professional guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, you know, as, as Amanda said, it's, um, you know, kind of a, you know, mind body connection thing where, um but it's also like a neurological thing. <laughs> and I only know this cause I, I work in the medical uh, field, but um, yeah, it's, the yips is actually a form of dystonia. So dystonia is kind of un- like an uncontrolled muscle spasm um, that come, that, that you, uh, you can't volitionally control or you, you know, you can, you, you can't, vol- you can kind of volitionally override it, but um, yeah. That's so essentially what it
0: is for me, it mm-hmm. was a, a spasm in my wrist yeah. Uh, so right before impact mm-hmm. with the ball, if your wrist changes, whatever you're doing, whether you're throwing a ball, whether you're like me holding a club, whether you're maybe a, a gymnast who's about to, you know, land on a set of bars, if your wrist spat physically moves, that is going to mm-hmm. F you in the B. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it tends to happen more in like people who like, um, like musicians or athletes or something like that, where people who like use, um, certain muscles, um kind of like really regularly and yeah exactly and so um yeah it's kind of an interesting phenomenon but um but there's definitely like a like a psychological component to it as as amanda said and so like um yeah it was interesting how they um how they tied in her um her baseball performance to like stuff that's going on in her life um and you know and like yeah, she's her. kind of striking out everywhere right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: She's not striking out; she's getting hit off
2: of everywhere because she's the uh, bigger. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. And like, yeah, and like her relationship with her her mom and um, things of that nature, and like how, how how all those things are tied together. Um, I thought that was interesting how they portrayed that because you know she was like she could like hear her mom's voice in her head, or they kind of implied that or something like that, which is um, interesting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But then Max learns it's not impossible for Carson to hit her pitches. And Max is like fuming, even though Carson winds up impressed. uh, Max is like initially going to give up baseball. She's so disappointed Carson can hit off of her pitches.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, Carson kind of or not Carson, sorry, Max throughout this episode kind of has like a a journey that she's going on. I feel like this mm-hmm. episode was really like Max's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it starts off pretty low. You know, she just lost this, you know, just lost this big opportunity. Like Ro, you know, explained, you know, she has the yip, So she has this psychological issue going on with her, um, you know, there's a lot of like pressure on her. So I think because she's not performing the way she wants to be or expects to be, um, it it's easy, it's easy to give up. Um, so I hope like, you know, the next episode, we really see her like push through and persevere because she is a talented player. Um, she just has to, unfortunately, try harder because of her, her gender, her skin color, to get the opportunities that would be handed to her if she was a white man, right?
0: Right. She has to work like three times as hard. Yeah. Well, when we see Max Something's ever changed. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. And I heard, I think I heard my cat, Stinky Ninja, in the background uh, meowing a little amen there.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, M- Misa was also meowing at <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, well
0: well we see Max and Clance together at the factory and they do this really cute thing where they're sort of commiserating with each other <laughs>
2: Stink, Uh, listeners! uh,
0: My wife has placed my cat directly in front of the camera.
2: She 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 jumped. I didn't place her. Okay, (laughs) Okay.
0: all right. This is out of control. The dream
1: dream team is out of control.
0: (laughs) But anyways, uh, so Max and Clans are commiserating, and Max is. They do this funny thing where Max was like, "Uh, (laughs) "I blew my tryout, but I'm fine." You know, oh, that that was so
2: funny. Yeah, that was such a funny scene. Because um, um, like, I feel a... like oh, oh, sorry. You go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying. I feel like we've all been there, you know. Like, um like we, you know, we're like just trying to make ourselves feel better after a crappy situation, or you know, when you're having a bad day, or just like oh, yeah. psyching yourself out. But like, you know, it's very obvious that like you don't you're feel going crazy better. Back. Yeah. You're like, <laughs>
0: It's fine
1: it's exactly. the burning on fire everything's fine meme yeah <laughs> absolutely then- i love how they're like yeah it's all right it's all right but then like from outside everybody's coming in and, and reminding them of our- the terrible yeah. things like, i specifically took a note of the nonsense that cheryl said she goes i've heard the her terrible things not just about the war but discrimination dangerous jobs less training i'm like bitch <laughs> your mouth cheryl yeah. why would you say that to a wife whose husband just left her
2: and i so feel th- like the show needed that levity like it mm-hmm. was a good like balance to like because you know it. i'm so glad that they're um addressing like a lot of like serious issues in the show but realistic situations yeah. in the show but then like it was nice it's also nice to have a little bit of levity um you know even as you're still reeling from like the crazy you know, the balls injustice love to the Nico was that quote from when
0: uh, the lady is like the woman just comes up that we're not as familiar with comes up to her in the factory and is like insensitively like yes. yeah.
1: Oh, heard your husband's drafted. Yeah, <laughs> your husband's drafted. Oh, I've heard all these terrible things. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> what I heard. And I was like, her name is Cheryl. I took a note of it because I was going like, to remember. <laughs> otherwise, she's so unimportant. But I was like, Cheryl. Like, Anyone's <laughs> <laughs> <Come> <laughs> name that starts
0: with a sh in this episode, they are not good.
1: No, absolutely kind of not. But like, I don't know. It was. It was kind of. I, I, you're right. Wrote like it. it, This scene needed that, but it was also just like have some sensitivity. Like, like know your place and know when to not talk.
2: (laughs) Well, they got their revenge by eating everybody's lunch afterwards. So (laughs) yeah,
1: I wish that was me at work. I wish I could eat everybody's food. (laughs) Honestly, if I were to do that at work, it would be a lot of like meat and potatoes. I was gonna say I feel like the people I've worked with
0: do not bring stuff I want to eat. But, like, Nika, I feel like
2: I could I feel like you probably have done that, though. Like, I feel like I could just, like, see you. (laughs) No, Nika. Oh, Nika. (laughs) I was was (laughs) say one of my coworkers brought some really good pulled
1: pork He shared with, but then, yeah, everybody else just, like, eats the blandest looking food.
0: Yeah, the people I used to eat lunch next to, they were bringing, like, three-day-old potato salad. I don't want that.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, A lean
0: cuisine. I don't know. I think they
1: see like they see my lunch and they're like, ooh, that smells good. What is that? I'm like, it's called
2: flavor. Please (laughs) do (laughs) walk.
0: Oh. Oh. Did they do the do these uh people do these white people ask what that is?
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're like, Oh, what's that? I only know salt and pepper. I'm like, please you're you're offending me. <laughs> uh, was anyone else getting flirty
0: vibes at first between Max and Gracie? I know that's not how it turns out, but
1: Gracie is her friend, right?
0: Gracie is Birdie is Max's mom's sibling. Birdie, Part-
2: yeah. I oh. So I, so I initially thought that, but then when I was rewatching the episode, um, I realized it's she's, um, she's like picking up on the last name and like, yes, partner, yes. you know, Oh yeah. yeah, you're right. that's- okay. yeah, yeah I, I was sense. the
1: exact same way. I was like, Oh, are you like interested? But yeah. On a rewatch after realizing, you know, what kind of happens, it's like, Oh wait, you're my like significant other's oh, relation. Right.
0: Right. Okay. That's why the stare. Well, I don't know if there was staring, but there was, there was something. But there was
1: like a, there was a little bit of pausing, you mm-hmm. know, a little like lingering, I don't it, I don't think there was any flirty intention. It was just like a oh wait a second this is who you are.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, back with the peaches. Turns out the brawl from last episode made the front page of the news. Ro, when you were a girl scout's age, did you read the news and get outraged at the things in the news? Cuz apparently this <laughs> caused the girl scouts to like protest. I was
1: in the Girl Scouts. oh Were you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the Girl Scouts. Uh my mom was a troop leader uh when we were in Japan and then a little bit he when we moved back to the US. Um honestly Japan Girl Scouts way better than US Girl Scouts.
2: Wow. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. The,
1: yeah, we The cookies all-
2: alone <laughs> must be better.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, um <laughs> no, you go straight to <laughs> <in> the cookies <laughs> I mean, the cookies are the best part about the Girl Scouts. <laughs> let's be real. Um, no, so I, I was going to say, I definitely was not reading the news at five years old. Um, this The Girl Scouts being offended was definitely like a rando Karen who's associated with the Girl Scouts going, yeah, it's the- this is offensive. Girls shouldn't act this way.
2: Yeah, it's the um, parents. Yeah, or like the you know the truth leaders or whatever. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like these these young girls do not care. It's the parents who are like, oh, this is a bad influence. You know, this is showing my impressionable young girl that you know girls can act this way. Um, it, it's it's about oppression, right, of the of females, and unfortunately, I think it's being. Not propagated, I'm thinking propagated, but what's the word?
0: Isn't that like what you do with plants?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm stuck on that word. (laughs) But it's like, you know, being pushed on by, you know, Mm the leadership of the Girl Scouts that this is how
2: girls should behave.
0: That's a good point. I I honestly didn't think of it from that point, but.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, uh, Mr.
1: Baker Jr. is pissed. Yeah, he doesn't want to uh, be in charge of what, the the nutmeg, the <laughs> Wait, wait,
0: hold on, hold on. He goes on a rant. And
1: they apologize to Alan. <laughs> no more Alan. No Alan. It's Mr. Baker. Junior. Do you know how angry my uncle is? He said he's going to shut this whole thing down and put me in charge of the nougat division. No one ever comes back from
2: nougat. Wait. <laughs> no one ever comes, no back. No no ever comes back. back
0: from nougat? What the hell is going on in nougat? What, are they are they giving people nuggies?
1: Is this where the the term noogies comes from? Uh, nugget is like Fight Club. You don't talk about. You don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Baker Junior decides Carson is going to be the new coach of the team. The girls are all pissed at Lupe for starting the brawl at the game. Mm-hmm. Nika, I must have missed when Lupe took a weapon to each of their heads and forced them all to brawl. How can they all blame Lupe?
1: <laughs> Look at Jess's eye. It looks like a candied yam. What, are they crazy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's easy to blame Lupe because she, you know, she came out onto the field. She was, you know, angry, angry. Um
0: she did come out onto the field. Yes.
1: Yeah, you know, she was in a leadership position and she should have been de-escalating a situation, not escalating it. So, I think it's easy to look at the way that she behaved. But um, Carson was doing the same, right? Or I don't well, and you know, I was going to talk about this a little later because I feel like Lupe kind of brings up a good point about like a little bit of racism that's going on. Little- um A lot. So I, yeah, a lot. So I did rewatch that portion because I think, you know, when Lupe, you know, is talking to her friend, she's like, you know, Carson, you know, threw the first punch. And I was like, wait, did Carson really throw the first punch? So I think Carson had grabbed her hand while Lupe was like, or her arm while Lupe was like walking away being like, I'm, you know, I'm going to go out and pitch. Carson was worried, right? Lupe is injured. You know, they're already performing badly. And then you don't want to send out a very good player who's injured only to damage your arm worse. So I think Carson was coming from a good place. And then Lupe, who, you know, doesn't like being told what to do, shoves Carson. And then Carson, who should have, you know, at that point, walked away, de-escalated the situation, shoves Lupe back. So instead of taking a step back and going, hey, we're teammates, what's going on? Uh, the situation kind of got a little bit out of hand. So do I, I think both of them are to blame. Yes, absolutely. Um, but Lupe does bring up a really good point of, you know, maybe race does play a little bit into this, you know, she's she's suddenly branded what a firecracker or whatnot. Her, I don't remember exactly what her like name is, but I feel like Spanish
0: striker, which she's not Spanish.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I think it's easy to look at that situation and go, you know, something, you know, if I were white, right, this probably wouldn't have happened. You know, I wouldn't have gotten the blame. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, I I hate to disagree with Lupe, but I also think that- Uh Uh-oh, hot take. Yeah, hot take. I'm sorry, guys. But I do think a lot of it is on her. I think it is her fault because she let her feelings about carson kind of cloud her judgment carson wasn't coming from a bad place i think she really cared about lupe's well-being um and she let external factors kind of uh contribute to her opinion of carson you know she even said like you know she had secret practice behind my back Lupe was like so, um, so like behind. What? What was the coach's name? Dove.
0: Dove Porter.
1: Yeah, she was so behind Dove Porter. She wasn't able to Mm, like really see his faults. Whereas Carter,
0: she's upset about things she shouldn't be, like them practicing. Yes. (sighs) You know, again, but could they? Is is even that kind of wrong? Could. Carson, if she is a true leader of the team, could she not have pulled Lupe aside and said, "Here's the deal: we're not telling you about the practice because you need to rest. You're injured. I mean, just tell her."
1: Well, I think they were practicing before she got injured, so oh. they were practicing because Dove, like a couple episodes back, wasn't training them, um, and so they wanted or what? Not wasn't and maybe Lupe them, it would betray
0: them to Dove. About the yeah, yeah,
1: and then, yeah, she like kind of like dove more, so they didn't want you know her to it tell Dove that, oh, these girls are you know going out and practicing behind your back, I, I don't know, it's a difficult situation because i I feel like that's why you don't have one of the players coach the team. These series of
0: episodes shows at the beginning, it's all right. They have chemistry. It's good. But really by the end of this episode, I think they firmly show in team sports, you don't have one of the players coach the team.
1: (laughs) Yeah. She should have stepped back when, when that girl came out and was like, I'm going to be pitcher, right? Like, yeah, you shouldn't be playing and also coaching, but also I think it's, it's hard for somebody who was, part of the team and then gets that promotion um, to then become a leader because you have that, you know, oh, we're all friends mentality when no in reality, now we're not all friends, you know, there's now this hierarchy that's changed and you can't treat the person the same way. Um,
0: I want to move on from this eventually, but I will say I thought it made sense for Lupe to be the one who steps up since she's the one who's injured. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that could also be one of the reasons that she's upset. Um, You know, she's already benched. Why wouldn't she be the coach? I think she's also upset because, you know, there was no, there was to her point, no consideration. It was just like, oh, this, this girl is going to be the coach because you started the, you know, you started the fight. Whereas I think where Lupe is coming from is no, I didn't start the fight. I just wanted to pitch because we were doing bad and I wanted us to win this game.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And she's not realizing all of these other things that were going on. And, you know, it's both of their faults in the end. Yeah.
0: Good points. All good points made. Well, Carson uh, is stressed out about her new promotion as head coach, but Roe, Greta's trying to get her Titanic on in the back of the car. Like she, she was just kind of
2: like get not real, trying to hear yeah. it. She was just trying to like relax her a bit. You know, she can sense that she's very tense. Relax and out, and how so you she's relax, like, "Baby, let me, yeah, let's unwind a bit." <laughs> <laughs> the hot,
0: intense makeout sesh in the back of a yeah. car. Exactly. Very relaxing for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta kiss wherever you can especially when you know sodomy is illegal Ooh,
0: when it's night like the 1940s yeah. lobotomy is a thing
1: oh is it lobotomy not sodomy i'm sorry
0: so yeah sodomy is a thing that will get you a lobotomy
1: gotcha. <laughs>
0: sorry uh we're allowed to make these jokes because you know it's us. Uh, then we get a moment that kind of surprised me, but I want to get you all's take on this. Uh, did you see sweet, innocent Shirley going full queer
2: police? Like she wants to turn Joe in. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, she's, I mean, she's kind of like a reflection of like, um, like society's opinions, right? Like she's just, mm. she's like a, she's a very like, she's, it, weirdly she, I find her to be like a likable character even though she's like yes. kind of like neurotic and like a little bit of a narc and stuff like that um, but like I think she's just like you know a little wound up and just like um, you know she's just been influenced by like you know the conservative society that, that, they, that they live but in but is that they, an
1: excuse? She's
0: no, just I, been... I am a preacher's daughter okay
1: <laughs> I don't think it's an excuse I think that she needs to develop her own opinions but I also think that she is new out in the world, right? Like she was protected, you know, this is her first time being out with other people. So um, the arc that I would love to see from her is, you know, realizing that maybe what she was told and what she grew up with wasn't necessarily uh, the correct viewpoint right now. She's, you know, preaching what she was told, um, but you know, I think it's kind of like her time to develop her own opinions and you know, um, kind of become her yeah. own person, right? Yeah,
2: I mean, totally.
0: Yeah, but instead of helping her uh, progress in her opinions, Carson decides uh, the way to deal with this is <laughs> to tell her that Joe and Dove Porter are having an affair. Okay, but I
2: that mean, was, it was- like, hilarious when she was like. The running—it was so sexual. There was,
0: <laughs> there was exertion.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if
0: running was even
1: half as pleasurable as Shirley describes, it is like I would be a marathon runner. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. uh, like, there was a lot, funny. a lot
1: of tension, and the team wasn't talking about it. So <laughs> now it's explained.
2: <laughs>
1: now
0: I think of people who like love to run. Totally different. Surely, <laughs> totally tarnished.
1: Yeah, whenever you see somebody running on the streets, they're just getting that sexual shit <laughs> <tension> up. <laughs> uh,
0: there's probably a piece of this that's true, to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not in shape, so I can never run. <laughs> I
0: don't run either, so. Yeah. <laughs> Silence from Ro.
1: <laughs> Why does Ro want you to run?
0: No, I meant like she does run. So.
1: Wait, you run? Yeah, yeah, she jogs. Oh, she I. Okay, well, I don't know. Like, whenever I'm over, Rose just like a big old sloth. <laughs> I <laughs> could never fathom. Listeners, you heard it. <laughs> you know
0: a runner that. and a slob. Two sides to my baby. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> shook.
2: <laughs>
0: Max uh-huh. goes a little teenage dirt bag on her wall. Tears all her baseball stuff down.
1: So dramatic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very dramatic. Mm -hmm. Then we get this really meaningful scene, to me at least, when Tony comes into Max's room. And Max says to Tony, you love me, but you don't like me. I related hard Mm. to that.
1: Yeah, I think it... It's hard for any kid, you know, I can't relate <sighs> my parents love me. Um, but <laughs> it's uh, it's hard for any kid when you realize that like liking somebody and loving somebody is two different things. And sometimes your parents love you because you know they're their you're you're their kid, but they don't like you because you're a little shit. so
0: mm-hmm. um, that's <laughs> not the case here. No, the the case here is that she doesn't like her because of her queerness. She
1: is. Yeah, yes. right. Right. And you know, that's another part that, you know, maybe you can speak to that a little bit more, Amanda, where, you know, your your parents who should love you conditionally don't <laughs> accept you for who you are.
0: No, they do love me conditionally. And the condition is that I not eat pussy. <laughs> 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 Which I refuse to contribute no, uh, in all seriousness, yeah, I can relate. they they I, but I think I almost feel like, no, I don't really. I don't even feel like my parents love me. So I think Tony oh. and Max are at a different stage than the one I'm in with me and my parents. It's been, mm. you know, they're just now starting to discuss this out loud. but but maybe I don't know if the stages can be compared since it was such a different time.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm yeah i i don't know i think her her mom is again a product of the society it doesn't mean it's right you know she has a fear of what her air quotes aunt uh you know is um and she just doesn't want that lifestyle for her daughter she wants her daughter to fit into the lifestyle that she's created you know become a business owner because you know in this society it's difficult for you know black women to become business owners um unfortunately like unfortunately or fortunately she wants best for her for max but what's what she thinks is best for max doesn't make Ma- doesn't make max happy right so they they're at this conflict where you know she wants a, a mother who's going to support her And her mother has difficulty supporting a lifestyle she doesn't understand and she's afraid of.
0: Yep. Yep. And so Max starts packing, Ro, and Max says, I'm going to put myself out first before you can. And I knew as soon as she started packing, she was going to go straight to Clance's, who frankly could probably use a roommate right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was, like, a nice, um, it was nice that they're, like, you know, kind of there for each other in this moment where they're both kind of, they're, they both have these lows, right, they are kind of at these low points, um, and it was funny, it was cute how, like, um, Clance was, like, I'm going to be the big (laughs) smoke. It was like cute. Just like, just how they're just a embodiment of their friendship. (laughs) Um, And yeah, yeah, uh, it's good. Nice touching moment. The next day at work,
0: Carson or AKA the smiling white lady has (laughs) baked another pie. We get the
2: return
1: of the shitty pie in episode five. I don't know what it is with white ladies and big <laughs> pies, um, but I don't need your conversation pie.
2: Get it out of here. Carson.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, turns out Carson would like to pay off Max to not turn her in. I guess Shirley really spooked her with the let's turn the homos into the police campaign.
1: Yeah. You, you know, it, in a society where you can be locked up for, um, who you love, I don't blame her for being scared. Not
0: a Bad um, idea. And yeah. she, she doesn't
1: know Max that well. Um, you know, but they develop a relationship. They, uh, decide to have a catch. um, and, you, know, you mean
0: play catch? Oh,
1: have a catch! Uh, I <laughs>
0: you mean play catch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this episode we finally get to see Max and Carson's
2: friendship develop yeah. for real. The very I beginning, I really liked that. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Like, I feel like they both deserve friend (laughs) so i'm like especially max (laughs) are you hearing the you've got a friend in the background that's exactly it was pretty cute yeah yeah (laughs) um and like um yeah like i think um the um, where she uh carson was like you gotta confront the person who's you know whose uh voice is in your head and it could stare them in the mouth and you know just like being like right. kind of fun and fun and goofy but also encouraging so yeah yeah uh, that was i,
1: I think the uh, benefit from having each other as friends because uh carson can really builds max up max is a good yeah. player um but doesn't have that confidence right now um and you know you kind of sometimes need that external person going no you're really awesome like
0: That's a great point. This is perfect timing, like you said, for somebody like Carson, who has no problem sort of like recognizing and being in awe of the great talent that is Max and Max, who is is just needs somebody, especially with all the turmoil going on uh, with her mom on the personal side. Add to that the failed audition. So you're right. Good point. Max then goes through her mother's things back at the house and finds a letter from Bertie, which means she is able to know Bertie's address. And this is where they reveal that Gracie, who we meet earlier in the episode and works with Max and Clance, is Bertie's partner. Um, And Gracie then, I think we have an important moment in this episode, uh, in regards to the character of Birdie, where Gracie corrects Max um, about the "I'm not your aunt" part, or sorry, not Gracie, it's Birdie correct- that yeah. corrects Max and says, "I'm not your, you know, everything, all of that's true except for the aunt part."
1: Yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. the, the rest of it, it's up in the air. I think she, they say. Um,
2: yeah,
1: I don't think uh, I don't think Birdie ever genders themselves. Um, I don't know, in this episode at least, but I think that, yeah, I think that's an important part because um, now Max can kind of realize, you know, why her mother was so afraid, but also kind of realize that, like, there's other lifestyles out there other than the one that her mother wants for her, right? So, yeah. It's a whole big
2: world out there. Yeah, yeah. I like Max's
1: alternative.
2: And Max is like kind of starting to find herself now, right? Like she's like lost her identity as the baseball player, so now she has to like figure out who she is, and she's like trying to. She's starting this journey, and so yes. it's like a perfect moment for her to meet um, this, you know, her her relative who, yeah, exactly, has is, um, you know, they've been estranged and um, have, you know, they have a different um, different way of life and and, and i loved kind of it opening, honey. Opening because i feel
0: like this is what we would do if like some relative of mine from the south showed up and was like <laughs> show yeah. us the way lesbians <laughs> i or show me the way lesbians i feel like we would like welcome them yeah we'd be like Hey there! Let me cook you up a, a plate of wait. You would pizza. do a southern accent, honey? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, to make him feel more welcome.
2: <laughs> I, sh- I you the- made a
1: really good point about like you know Max's journey. Like like I said yeah. earlier, this is Max's episode. Um, you know, she, this episode she really goes through and like several arcs to just tr- really discover.
0: Who
2: she is why does max leave here out the front door oh, she's, she's scared yeah. i mean i feel like we've all been there when we like i i like was reminded in that moment of like you know when i was like young, a kid and i like saw like my first like you know one of the first like lesbian characters on tv or something and I was like, what i you was like i was like intrigued i was like intrigued but also scared and also ashamed and all you know just like so all this mix of emotions and so like i feel like max was just like you know just probably overwhelmed and just mixed emotions and interested but also scared and you know. See, for yeah me, I-, I wonder I if like
1: maybe i just like don't have enough reaction because i remember like Seeing my first like same sex kiss or you know, whatever, and just being like, Yeah, what's what's the big deal? Not
2: Im- not impressed. Yeah, I was
1: like, I'm not impressed.
0: <laughs> Maybe it wasn't a hot enough kiss, Nika.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, for- I I didn't experience hot a hot kiss until first kill where I was like, hmm, <laughs> this is the peak of media.
2: First kill. How dare yeah, you? First How dare
0: you. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to pray every, uh, when I first saw same sex stuff, <laughs> I had to get that off of me, oh, wow. pray it off of pray it out
1: of my head, pray it pray out it of it my gay. pray it and out of my just wing. like kept on penetrating,
0: <laughs> yeah, the thoughts for sure. Yeah. And my, okay, never mind, I'm not gonna go there. Okay. Yeah,
2: okay. No okay. penetration jokes. <laughs> <No laughs> <penetration, laughs>
1: oh, I'm sorry, um, wrong word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Coach Carson has decided what needs to happen is that the team needs a little more fun. Uh, and not that somebody else needs to start as catcher. I <laughs> felt it. I felt it when Jess was like
1: i know where the joy is let's
2: practice <laughs> right i know
1: she's like this is stupid <laughs> yeah. well, i liked how they kind of made fun of her like you're doing a voice like <laughs> yeah, to- I, didn't, I didn't catch it what voice was she doing i, was I don't know she was by. like trying to be macho or was that <laughs> later on I don't, I don't remember
2: but she also said that that wasn't is that a classic line um There's no crying in baseball. Oh, yes. (laughs) Let's talk about it. Yes. This is where we get the famous line.
0: Uh, Okay. I got to (laughs) say, I I didn't want them to copy Tom Hanks, but did you, what did you all think of this? I thought it was like a little lackluster. I I was comparing it to the movie. The other times they've said the same lines as the movie. I liked it. But this time. Oh, I thought, I thought it was like a good nod. I mean,
2: I I liked, I liked that it was her saying it and not like Tom Hanks, like not a douchey dude. It's Jess that says it. Or Lupe? Um, it's not
1: Lupe. It's a uh, Lupe's one
2: of client. the players. Jess.
1: Yes, yeah, I think it's just yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean I I liked the nod. I instantly recognized it from the movie. But you know, he, I I think to your point, yeah, yeah, it was a little l- lackluster. But we can't have everything, you know, be a, uh, you know, amazing nod to the movie. They just kind of snuck it in there, and it was okay. it was nice, and
2: we we moved on. But I, I just like... I feel like they took it the, they took it back and they were like... It was the player saying it, not like a, a dude. Not a dude you know? saying it.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. You just like it because it was a woman this time?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just like a, it was like, it was like a twist. He hate men it was a here! <laughs> no, come on. Yeah. But it was like... It's it it comes off different, and it was like I don't know. It was like I thought it was like a little playful or something. Like I don't
1: know. Well, I don't think it was playful. I think uh, I think uh, Jess was a little shocked that that Shaw would be reduced to tears. But you know, I think it was a it was a g- interesting moment because you know Shaw's supposed to step up and be their coach. The,
0: I like to make one last point. point. Oh. If you didn't recognize the line as being from the movie would you remember this quote in the in the in the
2: episode no. um no it wasn't as epic but what i made. also like somebody's reaction they were like i cry after every game that? i can't remember who it was, I think it, was, it was like i think it was the girl who
1: uh who uh, wanted to turn in joey for being a big surely
2: that sounds like Shirley.
1: Yeah, I
2: I think it might have been. Yeah, Shirley says a
1: lot of nonsense. (laughs) She's
2: pretty, she's she's like pretty funny comic relief. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: In the last episode, we got a Max playing catch with her dad Edgar scene. And in episode five, we get this scene with her and her mother Tony doing her hair.
1: I actually made a note of this scene because I. Um, especially, you know, near the end, I feel like her hair is kind of like a symbol for, um, uh, I'm blanking. Oh, crap. Cut, 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 cut.
0: Uh. I'm not cutting this. <laughs> I want to see you at your most raw.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading my notes. So I said, I feel like, oh, I felt like, uh, her hair was like a symbol for kind of her sexuality because. You know, she's, mm-hmm. like, questioning herself. She's questioning this lifestyle. She's gone to Birdie's place and, uh, you know, ran away in fear. So I feel like getting her hair done more feminine um, is her trying to reject uh, being too much like Birdie. You know, her mom even makes a comment of, like, oh, you never let me do your hair. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she is kind of afraid of what she saw at Bertie's house. So she's going polar opposite now. She's trying to embrace this lifestyle that her mom wants for her. She even tells her mom like, hey, can I pick up an extra shift on the weekend? We saw how happy that made her mom. So she's embracing that because it's so dr- drastically different. And then if we go on later in the scene, she goes to Gary's place. Yep. You know, she...
0: She's trying to prove how, how straight she is to exactly. herself. <laughs> yeah, so... Which, so straight, uh, staring at baseball posters while you're having... <laughs> uh, <meetings laughs> with somebody.
1: I'm I curious know. if, like, you guys could relate to that. Like, when you first started realizing maybe you like women did you like reject that thought and you're like no i just like need a good old dick and that'll cure me or i don't <laughs> know
2: uh no definitely did not have that thought <laughs> I but did.
1: i I, yeah, I see amanda did go, go okay. ahead no row
2: well i was gonna say like i it was never i i can i guess i can relate to the feeling of wanting to feel like you fit in or wanting to like you know the fear of like doing something that's like you know taboo or whatever and like trying to fit in so i can relate to that feeling but i don't i never i certainly never acted on it like um you never had revenge sex with a man yeah or a revenge
0: revenge haircut (laughs) um
2: so yeah so like i think um i can really but i can relate to that feeling but i i yeah what do you what do you think amanda
0: Oh, I absolutely would these uh, and I'm going to I was going to say, you know, these poor guys that I tried to use to prove to myself I was straight and poor Gary, it's the same thing. Um, you know, yeah, I I did the same thing. I went on dates with guys. I didn't sleep with any guys to prove to myself. Uh, Not I are in front of your why you
1: Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, continue, continue.
0: Um, no, but I got pretty close and it, I I relate a lot. I think a lot one of the things this show is nailing is all the different queer experiences. And we're going to see later in this episode where Carson and Max sit down and essentially kind of to me what I see, see as have a conversation of where Max is like, "Oh, That how do you do that? How do you sleep with a man? You know, relating back to how she felt after Gary or with Gary. And Carson's like, can't relate. There was good stuff about it too. And I saw that as like, I think Carson's bi. And so one of the great things about this show is that so many people can relate to it from so many different aspects and so many different characters and so many different storylines. And they're kind of nailing it. I, I have a feeling the writer's room is probably all queer. Well, maybe I, I, no, they have some straight characters, so maybe there's a few straight right now. Yeah, up.
1: you know, this show to your point has a fantastic representation of all different types of, you know, gays. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> yeah, no.
0: The gays.
1: All types of the gays.
0: <laughs> a, gay is an umbrella term.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um Are we skipping forward to that scene? Because I have like a point to make, or should are we going backwards?
2: Let's see. Oh, uh, that was like hard to watch. <laughs> Which? Scene oh, the sex,
1: the sex scene.
2: Yeah, yeah. Fun.
0: Oh, yeah. I was done with the sex scene. But did you, Roe? You thought it was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. I kind of tend to agree. I think it's probably a lesbian thing. <laughs> what did you think of the sex scene or do you felt very unnatural
1: no it was i think that i but i think that was the point though Mm -hmm. like it was an uncomfortable scene to watch because max was uncomfortable she was trying this thing out she was trying to embrace the more feminine side of her um you know she was changing positions because you know maybe you know maybe that her being on top wasn't the best position maybe she needs to be on but i don't know but In the end, it's just because she's not being true to herself. And that's why the scene was uncomfortable, because I think it was supposed to invoke those feelings.
0: Good point. And it succeeded. Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, Both of you two, what grade are we going to give Carson as far as warm-up speech ability in the
1: terrible she that country girl cannot give a speech she's not even a barber life. that's what she says but i haven't seen anything to prove it so was because this like this is a train wreck right
0: is she the michael scott of pre-game speeches yeah oh maybe yeah <laughs> she's so bad lupe won't even play Lupe's been wanting to play for like three episodes and now out of spite, she's not going to play. <laughs> yeah,
1: This this was the scene right where I think I got confused. So this was the scene where yeah, she, she like uses the voice, she uses the voice. She like tries to act macho <laughs> and she's, you know, I think this episode has a lot of similar themes. Like she's not being herself. She's trying to be somebody else mm. that, um, What's that lady's name? Um,
0: Sarge. That like yeah, house trying lady. to be like the yeah. Sarge.
1: Yeah, she's yeah. trying to be like who the Sarge thinks she should. Be. But I
0: agree with Sarge that your boss, like bosses who try to be friends with you, that doesn't work.
1: Oh, I I, I agree. But I think she also needs to find her style, and her mm-hmm. style is not, you know, bossing all of these, you know, women women around. She also has to realize she came from. A position where she was one of the players, and then she got promoted to coach not because of like any outstanding talent she may have. Um, so she's in a unique position, um, and she has to earn that respect, she's not gonna automatically be given that respect.
0: Well, the good news is Carson, being a total a hole, totally turned Greta on. Uh, <laughs> I relate to this a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but then things take a turn, and Greta only wants to make out. She is not. She does not want to hear it from Carson about her problems and mm. the
2: team. Yeah,
1: yeah. Carson uh, likes to dump all her problems on you know Greta, and Greta is kind of over it. She just wants to have a hot, steamy makeout. sesh.
0: See, I feel like the sh- the episode wants us to think that Greta's in the wrong here, and Greta's just like. Trying to push Carson away, uh, You know, when we have this conversation with her and Joe at the end, she's going to realize, oh, yeah, I, it's okay. I'm, I, this one's different, or I love her more. Or, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think Greta's in the wrong at all. I, I never felt that way. Maybe the episode was trying to invoke those feelings, but I see where Greta's coming from. You know, she's later in the episode we find out, you know, that she was in a relationship where she really loved this girl. And because it's so, um, the times are so dangerous and you can be locked away um, for, you know, who you love, you have to be careful. And so, you know, Greta just doesn't want to be put in a situation where she could be imprisoned or worse um, because of Carson. I, I don't think Carson, um, in this episode, we see a few themes of Carson just, like, not really clicking and understanding, like, other people's points of view. Um, because she is a, a white lady who's, like, has kind of, like, a narrow... She's
0: very Karen in episode five. A, a little <laughs> bit.
1: A little bit. She doesn't understand where Lupe's coming from. She's a little offensive to Max. Um, I don't know if we've gotten to that scene yet. Um,
0: oh, oh, right. When... Uh yeah, that's coming up. What yeah. Was that-
1: yeah. And then, you know, she, she, has this protection of her husband. So nobody's going to automatically suspect her of being a big old lesbian. Greta doesn't have that same protection. So she's just trying to protect herself.
0: Um, where I, I, at the beginning I said, you know, I thought it was a scene of The show is kind of telling us, or the characters are telling us that, like Max is gay, Carson is bi. Here are their perspectives. They don't say those labels. I gave them those labels, but I felt like that's you know what it was going on. Uh Uh, But then the scene goes on, and uh, it's almost like, do you think Carson was using Max, or is she just being an ignorant Karen?
1: I think she's being an ignorant Karen. I I don't think she. Has bad intentions, but you know, she showed up at Max's work, right? Like this white lady with a pie, not realizing that there could be repercussions for Max, you know, if her boss isn't happy with her, if she sees if her, her, you know, Max's boss sees her lollygagging around. And it's the same, like, I don't think she realizes how easy it is for her and the opportunity she's given compared to Max. Max made a really good point that you know you you saw me pitching at that uh, at that tryout but did you say anything when they kicked me off the stadium no all she said was oh that's a really good pitch and you know when they kicked her out she didn't speak up um she wasn't an ally in that situation um, and Yeah. and she's her- basically like
0: always been any she's never done anything because even in the store she's like forced into it by max in the episode where yes. she they're at the fish yeah. market
1: yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't, I don't think, and it's, it's the same in society today, right? A lot of people don't try to put themselves in other people's shoes so they can understand the situation that they have to go through, the, you know, the racism, the sexism, whatever it may be. And so she's going along her life ignorant of the struggles Max has to go through. And, you know, it was kind of apparent in that conversation.
0: What do you think? So what did Carson do wrong? It was that she didn't defend her in the tryouts. She should have said something. She should have been more respectful about, like, not just showing up to her job with a pie.
1: I th- I think it's like a an amalgamation of stuff. Like, if if she really thought max was a great player yeah you know she was in tryouts maybe it 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 wasn't a great situation but you know she's now in a position where she's the coach so if she really thinks max is a good player why isn't she doing something about it right like she could have spoken up at the practice but she can also now she's in But is that possible?
0: Because one of the things people are giving the show credit for is by not engaging in this fantasy that they would actually allow a black player on the team.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I I don't think the, I think what the show did was correct. But I think to Max's point, like, you know, it's easy to go, oh, you know, I wish you were on my team, but you're not doing anything about it. That's, I think that's the point Max is making. Like, you know, you're just kind of like daydreaming here in the, you know, in the That's why I feel like she
0: might be using Max a little bit. Yeah.
1: She could be, but I don't I don't know if it's intentional. I think Yeah, I think you're right. Like she's a
0: good person.
1: Yeah. She's just not situationally aware of what's going on around her, you know, the struggles that other people go through because of their race, because of, you know, their sexuality, so on and so forth.
0: Clans gets a letter, uh, but somebody from the military or the service has blacked out all the content. And I had never even thought about this. That must have been so frustrating for people who whose loved ones serve and they have they get a letter and it, they can't even they get like four words.
1: Yeah, I didn't actually realize that was happening. Um I thought it was a little funny that they even blacked out her name,
2: but <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. why would they
1: do why that why you block it out damn it <laughs> um, but you know you you don't want somebody on the other side to you know have any information
0: um yeah you know i, I think I, they, they were, went a little overboard but i get it i get you
2: yeah
1: it's a, i'm, it's I'm important wondering word. though like what the difference not to bring race into everything but like i'm wondering what the difference is between like a white soldier versus a black soldier, if it was trying to portray something like that. I, I again, didn't realize they were blacking out letters during that time period. Um, So I wonder if like, you know, he, his letter gets more blacked out than somebody else's letter. That's
0: a possibility because in the episode, um, is it when the, the insensitive lady rants, is that when it's mentioned that like there's racism going on, you know, while, while the men are serving while the black guys are serving.
1: Yeah. We talked about that earlier. Um,
0: okay. Yeah. So if if the episode mentions that it could be something that is related to racism. Yeah. yeah. The the overly blacked out letter. Let's see Nika Carson pregame speech 2.0 much better than the first one, but (laughs) I gotta, I don't understand why, like, why did they suddenly respect her? What were the magic words?
1: I, I don't know. Maybe it was just that she could admit that she is in a a tricky situation. I think, you know, at the beginning of the episode with a few of her speeches, she came out trying to be um, in charge. But in this speech, she kind of humbled herself a little bit. She admitted that she was scared and she's in a difficult situation and she just wants what's best for the team. Um, And I think when you make yourself a little bit more vulnerable, you know, people find you more approachable. People want to help you more. And that's exactly what she did. And she she did it well, albeit like the speech was still terrible.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like, I feel like this is her leadership style, you know, like everybody has their own different leadership style. Mm -hmm. And so this is hers. You know, it's not like that house lady who is like, yo, be, you know, really forceful um yeah the sergeant. of whatever. um you know her her style is just like kind of being honest and just being more genuine and you know yeah <laughs> at the end of this episode
0: i felt like there was a bomb dropped on me i thought lupe had given up dove's forkball a long time ago all this time she's
1: still throwing the injury ball yeah oh, what yeah what is going on here Because I, I think we, like I touched on it a little bit earlier and you know, this was like part of the reason why they didn't include Lupe in their training. She was so latched onto what Dove was teaching her and she kind of like put him up on a pedestal even though he wasn't treating them with respect. And she was still clinging on because she, she, I think a little part of her Still respects Dove, but I think throughout this episode, she's starting to realize that, you know she needs to pitch her way, you know, she needs to let go of this guy who left them.
0: Um well, she should have done it sooner because as soon as she throws a fastball, they win the game, defeat the Blue socks. It's like magic,
1: yeah, and then they cut up some blue socks,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: It's a symbol. It's a symbol for their right. victory.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: All right. I get it. Carson learns about Dana and Greta's past, that they were teens. We kind of talked about this already. Um, and then at the end of the episode, Max goes back to Birdie and Gracie's, and Birdie cuts Max's hair. And it's this really beautiful moment. And we Mm -hmm. end the episode with Max closing her eyes.
1: Yeah, that's why I said that I feel like Max's hair is kind of a symbol throughout this episode of like her journey and a little bit of her sexuality and coming into terms with herself because, you know, she tried having that relationship with Gary. Um, Realized that, you know, being her unauthentic self is is not going to make her happy. Um, and then finally decides to embrace who she is via going to birdie and getting this, this transitional haircut. Right. So I think it was a really beautiful moment. Um, and then, you know, that song birdie sang. Um, hmm. I think like, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I felt like it brought it all together. Like, even though she, uh, you know, is going through this transitional period in her life. Um, there's still a connection to her mom through this song. So maybe she'll be able to like repair and rebuild that relationship in, in later episodes or, you know, later seasons.
0: Well said. Well mm-hmm. said. Ro, do you have any closing
2: thoughts on the episode? Um, no, I thought, I thought this was like really good. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it.
0: What about you, Nika?
1: I thought it was a great episode. I thought it was a, again, a great episode for Max. We really see her Mm -hmm. journey throughout this episode. Um, you know, we, we see Shaw, you know, Carson, whatever, um, kind of come into her leadership style. Greta opens up about, um, some of the trauma in her past and, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. they're able to move forward with their relationship. Um, I, I would say I'm rooting for them, but also, like, I really feel bad for her husband <laughs> away at war. Um, Carson's husband, have we forgotten? Oh,
0: I, <laughs> oh damn. I flat <laughs> forgot about Charlie. Oh, yeah. No, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I, you know, I have nothing against Charlie, but I did. I forgot about Charlie. Yeah. I mean, nothing
1: (laughs) against him. We don't know
0: him. Speaking Uh, of who we don't know, I I was going to say one negative, in my opinion, of all of the streaming services having shows do like eight episodes usually is that I'm wondering, we're probably not going to get to know too many other people in a full way since we have three episodes after this, like, I don't know that we're going to get to know Joe or Jess in the same way that we've gotten to know Greta and Max. So maybe if the season was longer, what do you, what do you two think? Would you be more in favor for a longer season so we could get to know them? Or are you like, Hey, we can't have an in-depth episode for every single character. So Some people can be side characters.
1: I I kind of said this earlier that I don't consume a lot of movies. And the reason is i feel like uh movies are a little more shallow in the sense that we never get like in-depth character development which is why i really love television and i consume a lot of television um i i think that the shift towards streaming platforms with the shorter episodes kind of does shows like this a disservice because when we have those longer seasons um we get to know a bunch of characters, but th- I think there's also pros and cons, right? So when we have the shorter seasons, it's a lot tighter. There's no room for like fluff. So we get like rich storytelling because they have to do it in such a condensed um, period of time. So mm-hmm. in, th- in the instance of this show, I think they've used their five episodes that we've seen so far really well. Um, we can get shows mm-hmm. like First Kill where they do an absolutely terrible job of <laughs> utilizing their episodes. Um, <laughs> you didn't get the first
0: Kill, hate in there, didn't you, Nick? Nika?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I always have to. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, First Kill doesn't do a good job of utilizing those, and maybe if they had more seasons, we would we would get way more character development, more
0: episodes.
1: I'm oh, sorry, way more episodes. We would get better character development. We'd get better story and plot development. But um, this show, I think, does a really good job of uh, giving us an uh, enriched world. Um, and the characters that we've gotten to know have been really good. And I, I almost wonder if we had a longer ep- season where we could in like, get more backstory, of other characters it would just kind of be like more static right like do we really need to know you know joey's background? i mean
0: the 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 phrase why are you complaining just came to my head for myself uh obviously i love the show you said at the beginning of this recap you love the show i think ro do you love the show mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Over the moon enthusiastic uh from Roe. But <laughs> I think you know <laughs> it's a great show. I would I
1: it's just my little critique about it's more a critique on the streaming platform than the yeah, show. I, so you know. I absolutely understand. Yeah. I think a lot of shows could benefit for a couple more episodes, but I also might be a little biased. I love binging shows and if they're just a little bit longer, they'll last a little bit more. <laughs> a little bit, right, then we get more. We want more. We're greedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I really this i i this season so far has been fantastic. So I'm I don't know if we've gotten word yet, but I really hope that this one gets renewed. Me Not too. Yet? Me
0: too. Okay. Well, uh, cross your fingers, and listeners, stay tuned. I will be getting the sixth, seventh, and eighth recapped. Uh, recap podcast out as soon as possible. I just want to thank uh, you listeners and viewers for listening. And I, I do say, if you enjoy the podcast, take a moment if you have it and rate the podcast or leave a review. If you want to support, that would be awesome. And also thank you so much to Nika the board game queen herself, and my wife, Ro, the board game designer queen, for coming back onto the pod and making the dream team come true
1: again. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, this is fun. Thank you.
1: I'm so glad I wasn't booed off.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Boo! (laughs)